Hi, it's me, Dr. Sethi. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Skin Report. As myself and my team prepare the coming episodes of the podcast, please enjoy the podcast with wit. Instead of hosting, I was the guest. Whitney Port and I talked about the importance of scientifically backed skincare products, retinol, and skin laser treatments that give you the most results without any downtime and breaking your bank. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, I hope you love hearing from skincare experts as much as I love talking to them because I have another awesome one for you. Dr. Simran Sethi taught me so much about her skincare research with women of color specifically. We talked about her skincare line, Skin by Dr. Simran Sethi, which helps women of color who struggle to find the right skincare products. She really helps celebrate and care for their complexion by working with the skin renewal process rather than against it, supporting healthy skin function, minimizing irritation and inflammation. We also got into details behind laser treatments, what to use, what not to, the price of them. We talked about skincare fads. We talked about ultimate products we should have on our lineup. She's just amazing. Dr. Sethi is also the founder and medical director of Renew MD Beauty and Wellness, which is a modern medical aesthetic spa with three locations across Northern California in Stockton, Fremont, and Folsom, and the host of the Skin Report podcast. Here is Dr. Sethi for all your skincare needs. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me today. We're talking about skin, my all-time favorite thing to talk about. Yes, mine too. The first thing we should just start with is how you got into skin science and how skincare became a passion for you. Yes. First of all, Whitney, thank you for having me on. And yes, it is my absolute favorite topic to talk about. And it's something that I think that it 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 is it's like another vital sign. It's a sign of how healthy you are, just like your blood pressure or your mm-hmm. heart rate. So, and it's it's one of those things that someone sees first on you. So, for all those reasons, it's it's such an important part of who we are. And I'm in I'm an internal medicine doctor, which means that I work with adult medicine, and and, and I'm not a dermatologist. So you probably would, and a lot of people wonder, well, then how did you get into skin and especially specifically into aesthetics, but I, it really, my interest in skincare actually started from when I was a college student and, and entering medical school. And I had, I, I had acne a little later in life. So mm-hmm. it was hormonal mm-hmm. and, and, you know, when you're a medical student, you can't afford very much. And, and frankly, when I was a medical student back in early 2000, there wasn't, there wasn't such a variety of skincare products like we have today. Right. Um, right. So I, I struggled with this acne scarring and and I didn't have the time to figure out how to cover it up with makeup. I didn't even have, you know, I didn't even know how to do makeup, honestly. So 
So my interest in having healthy skin started from there. And I would, you know, experiment with a few products that I could afford. And I graduated from drugstore to buying skincare products at the mall. But what was very clear was that nothing was helping me. I was just sort of, you know, always, I, I think I was always using less potent products because everything a little more expensive was actually causing reactions. So when I became a practicing physician, I started going to my friends who were dermatologists and everyone told me the same thing. They said, well, you know, you have a darker skin tone, so you can't use very aggressive products that we would normally use on someone who's lighter. So you just have to learn how to cover this up more effectively. Oh, that is not what you want to hear. No, it definitely is not, especially if, and, and, you know, I can see there, I can totally see their perspective because they're trying not to put me on something that would make me react and make things worse. So I respect, of course. but, but that is, and believe it or not, that is typically what I hear from my patients when they come to our, my practice now. And, 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 you know, I, And I think that we are at this juncture now where we can take advantage of so many different technologies and products for skin. So that's kind of how my interest in skincare continued to grow. And as an internal medicine physician who worked in the hospital with very sick patients, I just felt like my patients never left happy. So I I felt like I really needed a change in how I was practicing medicine. And because I'd always enjoyed aesthetics. I decided to open my own medical spa and do aesthetic medicine. And that's kind of how my interest and, and expertise in skin grew. And, and now I have my product line and so forth. What are some of the most common skin issues that women of color face? And then how do you specifically address them? Yes, that's an excellent question. And, and you know, first, before I answer that, I wanted to first explain actually who women of color are, because that's yes. something that I feel is still not very well defined in our society. And I have clients who are women of color. And if I tell them that, they're like, really, I'm a woman of color? Because it is yeah. a new term. But we, when we think of women of color, we typically think of women who are African-American descent or of Hispanic descent. But color also includes women who are South Asian, which would be Indian, Pakistani, who are Middle Eastern, who are East Asian, you know, from China, Korea, and so forth. So, so the, all of these women have something, have one thing in common. Their skin likes to pigment or overpigment or abnormally pigment in response to any kind of skin injury. And a skin injury could occur in the form of a breakage in skin, which would happen with acne. It can occur if there's if somebody's using a product that's really drying their skin out and breaking the skin barrier, so inflammation, all of these things look exactly the same on this skin type. They look like sort of like brown patches and dark spots on skin. On someone who's lighter, who in, in medicine we call skin types one through three, those reactions will look more like their skin looks pink. It looks like red or pink spots and so forth. So that's one of the big differentiators. But also lighter skin types, when they have acne and acne is cured, they don't have as much scarring and they pretty much don't have any pigmentation versus anyone who's a little darker and, and, or, you know, to a skin type six, which is sort of the most melanated skin type that acne can go away. And decades later, you will still have dark spots there. 
That's the, more, that's the most predominant issue. So the, the most common skin issues that, that we're talking about here are probably like the scarring from acne, right? And, and pigmentation from that. So how do you address those yeah, specifically? So, so, so normally what people will do and, and our, our sort of the cosmetic and skincare industry has trained our mind to think this way is they'll yeah. try and use bleaching agents. And when I talk about bleaching agents, I'm specifically referring to things like hydroquinone, or, you know, they're, yeah. they're actually in parts of Asia, there are actually creams that have peroxide and, and an actual bleach. So and, and all these things will actually cause your skin to your skin barrier to break, and trying to fight melanocyte product or melanin production. So basically, overall, people were fighting melanin production, and that was causing even more production of melanin in response. Instead of that, what I like to do is address the root cause. So the root cause is inflammation, old collagen that's just still sitting there. So in order to address that, you have to sort of rejuvenate the skin, make it produce new skin, healthier skin at a faster rate to start spots erase. And you also have to fortify that skin barrier to prevent any kind of further inflammation or aging that will occur and cause more dark spots. And that requires nourishing our natural skin renewal cycle at every step. And that was one of the biggest things that I learned as a practicing physician. I also, you know, went from thinking, okay, maybe one cream will do it all. Maybe I just need to give this person a really high dose of a vitamin C cream and it's going to get better. But when I realized that no, it's actually an entire rhythm and an, an entire system that follows your skin cycle so that everything stays in balance. We're not like feeding one step of it and then depriving the other step. You have your product line, Skin, by Dr. Sethi. So when developing this product line, were you thinking mostly about this issue, the anti-acne scarring, cleansing, like moisturizing from within? Like what's the what's the the mission of the skincare line? Yeah, so so the, the mission of the skincare line is to really take people with more melanin-rich or melanated skin tones. So there are sort of two groups of people in, in that group of people, really. It's those who've tried more aggressive medical grade products that are very potent and have found that they're way too strong for them and get them more inflamed. And then they go and use things like CeraVe or Vaseline and just keep things super light, but not having any active ingredients in them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so that's the, that's the one group that I feel like they need to be elevated to Yes, you can use potent medical grade active ingredients that go to the dermis, the deep layer of your skin, but you have to be, mm -hmm. but you have to do it properly. And you also need skin barrier protection. Right. That's why, this, that's why my product line is, so its mission is to really elevate you to using medical grade actives, but also mm -hmm. maintaining and continuing to keep that skin barrier strong to basically completely prevent inflammation so that you've, you are going to naturally erase your pigmentation and not form more pigmentation. What's like your hero product? I would say it's my retinol. It's a, it's a retinol lipid complex. And so many people with my skin tone or darker are so scared of using retinol when retinol is so well studied. And it's such, it's, it's like retinol is one of those products that everyone should be on because it's, it's like the ultimate, the ultimate anti-ager. 
it. I know. I'm so scared of it, though. It's the one. I'm such a skin junkie and I use everything. And retinol is the one thing that I've been resistant to for some reason. I'm sure you get that all the time. I do. Now, are you worried that it's going to make your skin sensitive? Yes. Like, I just don't want that initial dry, itchy, red, sensitive situation. I don't, I just, I have a hard time knowing that that's going to happen and then just like putting myself through that and not know it and not knowing if that's going to be the case for a while. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't want to deal with the, the dry flaky skin. No, I, I completely, I, that's exactly what I hear. Or people will start using a retinol and then after mm-hmm. a week they'll stop because they say, well, I just, I just cannot deal with my skin. Exactly. So the retinol lipid that, and that's why I developed the retinol lipid complex. So what mm-hmm. it is, is it, it's a 0.5% retinol, which is sort of a medium grade. And um, okay. that's the dose that's been studied to show actually exactly the same results as a 1%, which a lot of people think just because it's stronger, it, it's going to be better. But after you've used both for about a month, they actually behave exactly the same way. So, oh, so you know, medium strength is what I prefer. And, and I think, you know, gives all it gives all the benefits. And then combined with a phospholipid complex. So when you when you pump out the retinol, it looks like an oil. And that's and that's what's actually so what that's doing is the retinol, in order to start when it starts its action, it basically triggers also a breakage in your skin barrier. And that's why you get that flaking and that redness. Right. But it doesn't need to do that to be effective. So okay. that, that's what the phospholipids do. Their job is to actually go. And they are they mimic the lipids, the fat that we naturally have in our skin barrier to continue to maintain that and keep that nice and strong. So you don't go through that phase of peeling and, and being inflamed for, you know, anywhere from four to six weeks. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So I mean, my next question was gonna be about skincare myths, but that just is one debunked that you can use a retinol that won't necessarily dry you out like that. That's so awesome. Right. I didn't I, think that people have to dry out from retinol and that's not true. It's it's very effectively doing its job. You do right. not have to go through all of that purging to get, you know, to get a proper response from it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes people in skincare think like pain is gain, you know, like if there's not some sort of healing component afterwards, then the people feel like it probably won't work. But I feel like that must be a skincare myth, right? (laughs) And, you know, people think the same about skin procedures like laser microneedling. And we have and and maybe back maybe like two decades ago, that might have been the case, but we've moved so far from that. Yes. So like someone I'm, I'm trying to think of like who is listening and, and, and what they would want to ask. And I'm feeling like a, a kind of routine would be helpful. Like for you as someone that has a med spa. So I'm 37 years old. My, our listeners are, and are mostly like I would say 30 to 40. And I think that everyone is starting to really be conscientious of taking care of their skin. And I think that a lot of people are, they know where to find information on skincare routines, but they don't necessarily know where to look to for like the lasers they should be getting if they want to invest into it a little bit and how many times they have to do something like that. So so first of all, you do not have to have a skin issue to start, you know, 
uh, using lasers and microneedling and these skin treatments because basically all of these treatments are mm-hmm. to to make your skin basically to reverse aging. And and you do not have to be very aged to reverse start reversing aging also. So totally. That so like you said if most of your listeners are in that, you know, 30s to 40s group, this is actually the perfect time to consider skin rejuvenation and my my two favorite treatments for that is the first one is called PicoShore laser. It's a beautiful okay. laser that is that goes to the deepest layer of our skin, the dermis, and mm-hmm. it basically creates an injury to the collagen there because the dermis is where we normally make collagen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By giving it that injury, it triggers a reaction that will make you start making collagen like you were in your late teens to early 20s. And, oh and, and, and it's amazing because that reaction time or that response lasts for a good three to six months, which means that, so if someone came to me and said, you know, I have all this acne scarring, I need to, you know, I need to get rid of it, or I have all these fine lines and I want to address these, I would put them through a series of PicoSure laser treatments, four to five of them once a month. But for okay. a normal for someone who's like, you know what, I just want to start anti-aging. I want to take advantage of all the technologies that are out there. I would yeah. say, well, why don't you do one to two PicoShore lasers a year? And that's all you need. And the beauty of it is that a PicoShore laser, essentially, when we do the treatment, it takes 20 minutes. Right after the treatment, the skin looks a little pink. And literally within about an hour to two hours, your skin goes completely back to normal. Wow, this was such a great experience. Whitney is so knowledgeable about beauty and skincare, so I really enjoyed going in-depth about retinol and skin laser treatments. If you want to listen to the entire episode, you can go to WhitneyPort.com. And be sure to tune in next week as the Skin Report returns with its usual content.